What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. A time of recording, it is 5.01 p.m. on Monday, April 20th. Happy 420, everybody. Uh, April 20th, 2020. And, it, oh yeah, it's 4.20 in, yeah, 4.20. Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, and with me on the other line is new friend of the pod, Phil Levine. Phil, say hi to the people. Hi, how are you guys doing? Uh, thank you for having me, AJ. Yeah, it's 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 a, a very quick ascension. Um, you know, I don't know if we're do you know our friendship is too too much, too fast, too soon. But uh, we met through our mutual friend Rebecca Elo. Shout out to Rebecca and shout out to Rebecca. Hit it off. Who um, just had a birthday, by the way. Yeah, whose birthday? It's going to be her birthday when we post this tomorrow, Tuesday, April twenty first. It's going to be her birthday. Excellent. Happy birthday to Rebecca Elo. And uh, uh, we are recording a pod because. Not only are the two of us two people who ultimately like to hear themselves talk, but B, we have things to talk about, and uh, there aren't there. You know, sometimes it can be hard to find things to talk about during the, the in the time of Corona. But we wanted to talk about your occupation and what what is happening in that field. So, do you want to tell the people what it is you do, Phil? Totally. Um. So I'm a brand strategist at an ad agency. So. What does that mean? Um, ad agencies, for those of you who don't you know, work in marketing, um, which is one of the broadest industries there is, um, a lot of the content that you come into uh, contact with as just a consumer and as a person on social media, watching TV, driving in your car, whatever it is, um, is built by an agency. And what the strategists do is they kind of take a look into culture. We sort of try to understand what the ongoing trends are with um, whether it's what's trending on Twitter, um, what news is making headlines, how people are changing their buying behavior. And then we take all that and we try to wrap it up into a few succinct insights. And then we give that to a creative team and it kind of anchors a lot of the advertising that you see to try to make sure that um, we're putting the right brands in front of the right people with messages that really resonate with them. And that is a job that I assume is fairly stressful, uh, even though you said that you spend half your, in our pre-production meeting, which is what it was, uh, you said that you spend half your day reading the news. Do you think that it's a job that is even more important in these times because uh, advertising uh, c- companies don't really know which direction to go with advertising-wise? Um, I wouldn't say that it's any more important than it usually is. I think right now and always what's important is, you know, people in hospitals, healthcare workers, <laughs> um, first responders. Um, there's there's a, a thing that one of my old mentors used to say to me, which is there's no such thing as an advertising emergency. And I try to kind of live by that mm. mantra whenever I start to take myself too seriously or anyone um, in my industry starts to take ourselves too seriously. That's, that's an excellent quote. I always just start repeating that. Yeah, great. And uh, that's, that's yeah, there's no such thing as an advertising emergency. That could be on an ad even. Uh, and we, exactly. we, 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 you sent me a video yesterday when we were discussing things we could potentially talk about, about it was a mashup, a huge mashup of lots of different companies' commercials that have aired since the coronavirus became you since the quarantine has started and it was all very uniform very similar very would you say would you call it safe i would um i think that 
there's two types of brands, right? There's brands that have smaller sort of footprints and they have these products. Um, sorry, I should say there's two types of brands advertising right now. Um, there's some that have products that are extremely relevant. And then there's other brands that are just kind of too big to stay silent, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. a lot of these brands that are like household names, like your car brands or your, um, you know, something that everyone knows, something that you would buy at the store every time you're there, something that has like a huge cultural significance, they can't stay silent. Um, we're living in an era where brands, if a brand tweets something, that's on the news. Yeah. Like we're we're living in an era with the way that brands communicate with consumers is actually as big of a deal as politics. Yeah, your so so, your social media your silent. social media manager is incredibly important. Don't just hand the the controls to the, the your your brand's Twitter feed to to Joey. You know. Oh yeah, definitely not. There's um, and even when you do, there's you know a ton of guidelines that people kind of have to stick to not just in terms of you know what you can and can't say but even down to the personality because when we have this opportunity now with social media to connect with people on such an individual level it's much more human it's it's more back and forth because it's not just us talking to you through a screen right right even though it is us talking to you through a screen but you're allowed to talk back yeah, it's more of a dialogue. And it changes the dynamic completely. Exactly. And these this this mashup of commercials that you sent me was most of them had somber piano music and it was uh, slow motion shots of families being together, being in quarantine. It was it's it's a hopeful thing where uh, we it when we in this in these times in these challenging times, we all must come together and get through it together. Uh, that is definitely you could definitely do a lot worse than that. It's a good message to send to people, something that's hopeful and something that's about being together and, and not, not feeling, trying to make people feel less isolated than they do. Because as we were also talking about, that is the overwhelming feelings that people have, right? They're feeling anxious. They're feeling isolated. They're feeling lonely. People are feeling anxious. People are feeling uncertainty, right? Like, none of us have ever been through this no, um, not remotely I know, no yeah like regardless of my job or you know which i'm lucky to have at this point um i think that this is a really tough time for anyone who has trouble with uncertainty and even if you normally don't you probably are right now because your life has probably never felt so insert uncertain mm-hmm. um regardless of who you are and how you operate normally Um, And I think a lot of these brands are trying to acknowledge that, um, first of all, and understand that. And then they're trying to put a positive twist on it and say, hey, we're still here for you. So whether that really makes sense or not is another question and really kind of depends on the brand and how they're saying it. And and also like what the action is behind that. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if you have if you have some brand that's just being like, hey, we're here for you. Um, and that's it. It's like, okay, well, what the fuck does that do for me? Um, as opposed to, you know, let's talk about a brand like Toll House Cookie Dough or something like that, right? Mm. That is a relevant brand right now. Yeah, Toll House Cookie Dough is a relevant brand right now because it's like, what the fuck can I do to feel comfortable? It's like, let's bake some cookies. Like, let's do something or, fun inside that, that makes us feel at home, right? Or let's just spoon the Toll House cookie dough right out of the tube and just eat it. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'm... That, that's. I think that's the more realistic one, but that's not the image they want to put forth because that's like significantly sadder. <laughs> it is. It is sadder. <laughs> you know, like this is the opportunity for like, oh, you're stuck inside with your kids all day, and now you got time to like teach them to make cookies just like your mom did. <laughs> yeah, you know please, what I mean? please. As opposed to like my single ass like taking it out of the fridge. Please bake your feelings before you eat them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's. I mean, that's the. Uh, that's in the fine print of knowing it's salmonella or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's safe to eat uncooked. And uh, the, you're right. So it's it's a it's the age old action speak louder than words thing. A brand and an advertisement 100%. can say anything they want, but if they're not actually uh, taking steps to try and uh, create PPE for hospital workers or some donate money, some sort of positive donation, then and you you sent me a website actually. Should we plug that website? about where yeah, you can find I, that out. I would urge anyone to check this out. It's called meetglimpse.com and you can type in a brand or like an influencer or a celebrity and it'll search and kind of comb the web for any news stories that have them making some sort of positive impact on somebody right now. Um, for instance, both of us actually independently looked up Kanye West. That's it. Just donating it says... to food banks in um, in Chicago and LA. That makes it's so <laughs> it's so on brand, Phil. We've 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 met slash talked like one and a half times, once in person, yeah. and it makes complete sense that we both looked up whether Kanye West was helping. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, what's that fucker up to? Um, what is what is what is what is he up to? And and obviously, uh, Kanye, we will not get onto a Kanye tangent. But hey, we're happy that he's doing something. Like shout out to people who are doing something. I'm happy when I hear anyone doing something because I'm so scared and like anxious, and I can't speak for how anyone else is feeling. But like, I'm pretty anxious about this stuff. Yeah. But when I can make a donation or when I can call up a friend or, or or do anything nice i know that that is a form of me feeling more in control and feeling more valuable mm-hmm. and in a time when i feel so out of control and when i feel so uncertain that's really important so seeing other people do that stuff it it inspires me to keep doing on a local level and hopefully other people and other consumers start consuming on no, on a local level or or just doing whatever we can to help out because the sort of, um, I think, situations like this can cause such a, a sort of, you can freeze. Like, mm-hmm, you can just mm-hmm. have no will to do anything, and that's so human and so easy and understandable. So anything that we can all do to amplify messages of, like, safe um, and positive actions towards one another i think is so important definitely right I, now and on always but right now especially it remind the, the the you saying that reminded me of i don't know if you've watched all three seasons of big mouth um the netflix show mm-hmm. but there's a character the depression kitty that uh talks to a character named jesse and when depression kitty sort of wraps her tail around jesse jesse just lies in bed and doesn't want to do anything and just oh, is 100 percent completely just the, the the weight of all the things going on in her life and all the things going on in anybody's anybody's life right now during this pandemic can just sort of weigh you down and make you not want to do anything i uh it is inertia man like whether whether it's about physical movement and like actually getting up and doing yeah, something or just energy, patterns yeah. of thinking um all of it is inertia and it's really hard to dig yourself out of that especially when 
um, there's there's very little to do, I think, to mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. take you outside of your own head right and, now. And uh, you wanted to... I, you made a very eloquent point in the pre-production meeting that I'm hoping we can touch on again about, uh, you know, it, it is, we're acknowledging that it's a positive thing for companies to do to say, we're here for you, especially if they're backing it up with some sort of charitable exercise, but there's a further level they could go to if they care about the backbone of what, not, not just, not just the big name brands, but the stuff at the local level. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, you you look at all these different brands and a lot of them are making these blanket statements but the truth of the matter is that within a competitive environment there's usually like one sort of psychographic or one sort of kind of ideal consumer um who has this set of values does this with his time or her time um does spends their money here and there etc um and trying to identify that person and what are the things that are really going to trigger a response from them and what really matters to them is huge for these brands right now because that's how you tailor your messaging and try to get involved with them. And a lot of these brands, historically, it's been okay to make these blanket statements, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. where did you see commercials up until about 10 years ago? You saw them on TV, you saw them on billboards, um, you saw them on the radio, or I guess you heard them on the radio. Um but the thing about that is, that's not where anyone's eyeballs are, especially not right now. Or ears. We're not driving around. We're not, yeah, exactly. We're not driving around. We're not seeing billboards. We're not listening to the radio. Um, barely anyone watches TV except for the news. Um, and even when we do, we're watching on streaming service that have fewer advertisements, Um or none at all. Mm-hmm. They're, they're premium subscription services for the most part that we all kind of use. So you look at where that attention is finding the average consumer. Um, it's finding them on social media. It's finding them on programmatic display and YouTube pre-roll ads and sometimes search ads, right? Mm-hmm. So, And what's wonderful about this type of advertisement is that it can be so tailored to that user. Um a little scary that we know so much about the people that we're targeting, but I'm talking about someone who once visited this site. Um, we can look at everything else that they visit. We can look at what they like on Facebook. We can look at what they've been searching in Google. Um, what they, you know, like we can try. There are some companies that have the ad tech to tie a um, user to like a real person and like check out buying behavior. Um, whether something has been in your shopping cart it, at whatever retail website right and while this sounds like oh big brother this is very my mind immediately went to to orwell as as it tends to do yeah right well right now especially when they're talking about how they're going to use qr phones to like qr codes to like track who is um immune or not in the next few months which honestly i'm at this point fine with um you get antibodies and you get antibodies and you get to stay inside for another year and a half (laughs) i'm 100 percent down um like look whatever is gonna keep as as many people employed as possible um i'm I'm in you know (laughs) but anyway but well as many people alive first and then employed i wouldn't say as many people employed um good clarification we'll talk about that later (laughs) but basically these these brands are able to get in front of the right people, whether it's a demographic, but especially where it's local. And I think right now, local businesses and small businesses, which 
um, particularly in urban areas, have seen such an uptick in the last five, ten years years right in terms of engagement and in terms of like brand equity because that playing field has been leveled and you can reach people in a different way you can build those connections as a dialogue instead of just having brands talk at you um and i think that these are the people that need our help right so this entrepreneurial spirit this is what really drives our economy and if that gets cut off at the knees which it kind of already has we have to do everything we can to limit that i think so whether it's you as a user, you know, going and exploring takeout options and um, whether you can buy gift cards or, or donate to like a staff of baristas at your local um, coffee shop chain. I have been I've been buying all my coffee through e-commerce from Spy House Coffee Roasters in Minneapolis because I love all these baristas that work at their cafes. And, you know, Spy House is doing what they can to cover their, you know, their their health insurance and donate to them in whatever way they can. But when you don't have a revenue and you're a small business, your, your cash flow is affected and, and you have to do everything you can to keep from going under at that point or else you'll never be able to pay anyone. Right. Absolutely. So, my mom, so, uh, my mom owns a small business in Jamaica plain. She started the same year that she had me Bella Luna and the Milky way restaurant. Um, and a, a contemporary American slash uh, Italian, uh, re- restaurant and bar and it's it's right now uh, she made the decision that they're not even doing uh, takeout or anything because she didn't want to put people at risk but uh, if if you want to go and look up Bella Luna and the Milky Way on Facebook and you can buy gift cards and things like that I apologize for the shameless plug uh, no but that's important Phil, right but it now is because important. that's that's what's going to give someone their first job right that's what's going to give someone the tools that they need to get their next job. That and and on a local level, these businesses have such an impact, not just financially in terms of that most of like the dollar made at a local business stays in that community at a rate that is so far above and beyond what a franchise or what you know a national chain would would do. Um, but on top of that, what you can do as a consumer, what brands can be doing right now is tapping into their influencer networks, which exist across the country in different locations, right? And saying, what are some small businesses that we can that we can lend our our ability to amplify messages? Like, what can we do to support? Because these brands have enormous platforms and the ability to tailor their messaging at a local level. We don't need to worry about production. We don't need to worry about everything being a Hollywood level, you know, advertisement. What we need right now is to get messages across and communicate with people quickly and effectively. Just because all of your content might not look as professional um, doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, most brands are already using influencer-style content and promoting it, um, just not on their own channels, to get their brand in front of people's eyeballs. So it's like, let's get... Let's use that megaphone to support small businesses because right now your PL is going to be affected, right? Like if you're a brand, you got to be offensive where you can and you got to make sure that you can gain that market share where you can and continue to, to you know, drive some revenue so that you don't have to fold. But at the same time, um, a lot of brands, I think, have a responsibility. Anyone, whether you're a brand or a celebrity or whomever, if you have a platform, you have a responsibility to put out messages that help people who need help right now because there is a disproportionate amount of people right now that all need help for the same reason. And because everyone kind of understands that and it's so in our face, people are more willing to help. Do you think that uh, – I mean my knee-jerk reaction to your 
very uh, um, hopeful, optimistic take that a lot of these big corporations uh, are gonna are gonna not. I, I don't want to use the word trickle down, but the idea that they are going to lend a helping hand to the small businesses seems mm, maybe a tad optimistic. Do you think that? Uh, that the best way to, to, to go about helping the small businesses is legislatively and trying to have Congress and the Senate pass some some form of legislation that helps bail out the 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 small businesses scattered across the country. Um. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think we can decide which one would be more beneficial. Because no, 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 no. I'm not asking. I'm not. I'm not asking about uh, more benefit. I, 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 I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a. My, one of my favorite oh, sayings in the world yeah. is "Por qué no los dos?" Yeah, why not both? Oh, yeah, you can, you exactly. Can, you, can, you should be able to, to, to have your business cake and save it too. Uh, but right. I, I maybe it's just the cynicism that's baked into hearing about corporations and the things that they've done. They've done. Uh, I don't. I don't want to group them all together. But the corporations were um, seen as people, right? Wasn't there a piece of yes. uh, legislation that yes. got passed a while ago so, where the corporations are treated like people? <laughs> so I think what's important for these for us to all understand is that, and for anyone with any sort of buying power at a corporation or at like a large advertiser to understand is that building brand affinity right now is going to be valuable for that brand down the line, right? Like if you spend your money making a difference in someone's life and in a certain community, a person in that community is going to remember that. Um, we are going to remember what these months in quarantine are like for the rest of our lives. And you'll right. be able to tell which brands stepped up and which ones didn't. And it's going to affect um, your perception of those brands. If you are a consumer with enough power to decide based on brand and not based on price, what you're buying and where you're spending your money, you're probably going to do it based on like either a conscious or subconscious emotional connection. Um, whether it's, you know, how does how do I identify with this brand? How does this brand identify with me? Um, you know, like what kind of sneakers do you wear, AJ? What kind of sneakers do I wear? I got I was given by my good friend and a good friend of the pod, Sam Hannon, who works at Converse, my first pair of high top white chucks. And yeah. I've been wearing and I was like, Wow. I put them on, I was like, Wow, I understand why these are the like the best selling shoes ever. Um, so I wear mostly those and like I, I think I have one pair of Vans and several pairs of Adidas because I my dad and I have been Adidas guys for, for for a long time. Our brand loyalty is mostly there as far as shoes and clothing right. go. Right, and all of that and all and apparel is a great example because all of that it goes into how you dress yourself, how you present yourself, and it's a part of your identity, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when when you're going through the choice of like, am I going to be the person that buys? A, um, am I going to be the person that buys a car from a company that helped people out during this one time that I'm going to remember because like it's all I can think about is like what the fuck is going on right now mm -hmm. or am I going to you know like that that is going to be a powerful tool in building brand affinity right now um, whether it's on a conscious or subconscious level I, I it's all, all very well said Phil I can't believe that this is the first time you've been in a podcast truly like uh, uh, it's all Illuminating, uh, illuminating for this, me. And, 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 this is the first time I've ever talked about what I like work. <laughs> so, really, I mean, it, 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 
you're and you're right that not only are the com- big companies and corporations inclined to do so for moral reasons, they're inclined they're inclined to help local businesses for monetary reasons in the long run. Oh because- yeah, this is gonna this is gonna help you out eventually. You know, you're building relationships with people again. This is not the advertising consumer relationship of of two thousand one. It's it's not a monologue anymore. It's a dialogue. We yeah. are going back and forth. It's a relationship in a way that it never has been. So you have to, and relationships take work if you want them to be effective and if you want them to be fruitful, you know? Absolutely. I am really, really glad that uh, we had you on. I uh, think that I do want to ask a couple of, am I allowed to ask a couple of very silly questions? Silly interview questions yeah, at the let's end. Let's talk about anything. Let's talk about anything besides advertising. No, uh, that was no, that was that was that was good. That was that that was really good. Sort of heavier fare. You you made you truly made me feel a little bit better about this, and I appreciate that. Like you said, and I wanted to ask whether there is any semblance, any drop or ounce of Mad Men just zingers flying across the office where you work. Um, like are people so are I, people doing sork and walk and talks? Are people like is it is it just g- finger guns and 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 witticisms just abund- abound? It's incredibly inappropriate all the time. Um, it is it is the reason I love working in advertising is because the agency vibe is so goofy. It's so smartassy. It's so like fun. There is a there is a liquor cabinet at every agency I've ever worked at. Um, it is always extremely full. Um, the people are always really weird in the best way. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's not like we're all smoking and drinking or you know, like taking taking Ambien during work hours or anything right. like that. But it is a lot of fun, and the people are very smart and very witty. That's good to hear. And is there is there is there a Don Draper? Um, I think some people kind of evoke that sort of vibe, um, but I would also say that the best creatives um, and the best strategists and the best account guys and the best media people are hyper-collaborative. Um, mm. It is about the work. It is never about me or my idea, and it's never about being right. It's about what's going to be something that we're going to A, be really successful monetarily and we're going to hit all the KPIs we need to hit for our clients um, and B, be a piece of work that we're producing that we can step, sit back and look at it a year from now and be like, that was a kick-ass campaign, you know? Hell yeah. It's all about like making really good work together. And I, I while you are working, are you um, talking on the phone with people or are you listening to music? I'm using this as a segue to talk about some music things. Do you listen to music while you're at work? Oh yeah, man. Who doesn't? I feel like um, if I'm not in a meeting um, and I don't want to get annoyed by anything, I'm gonna put on headphones and either throw on a podcast. But if I really need to focus, probably music because I don't want to get too distracted. Um, if I'm listening to Fighting Fire with Fire with AJ. Oh, very kind. So if if you, uh, as you've been working from home the last couple of weeks, what's uh, have you been listening to? Oh man, there's been some great music to come out. Um, so I'm like an indie rock head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right before this all started, The Districts, which is a band from Philadelphia that I love, came out with a new album called You Know I'm Not Going Anywhere. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Um, 
there's this woman, I forget her name, but she has a project called Waxahachi. Um, which yeah, is I've heard of Waxahachi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, new album called St. Cloud. Really, really beautiful. Um, Peach Pit, a band from Vancouver, just put out a great new album. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and plug a band from Minneapolis. It's these three sisters. Um, they're called Laska, and they write and perform some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard in my entire life. So I've been listening to a lot of Laska. Laska, excellent. And that's that's you uh, going the 90% of the iceberg that's below the surface. I, as a shameless person who just consumes mostly the 10% that's above the surface, The Strokes have a new album, um, The New Abnormal, and Fiona Apple's album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and... You've got. I, I think there's there was a Haim single. Haim or Haim? How do you pronounce it? I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it. they go by Haim. I think it's Haim. We'll say it's Haim. Um, Haim had a new single in March called "The Steps," which has been on repeat for me for the last couple of days. Um, <laughs> and I uh, really want to get uh, my good friend and good friend of the pod, Eddie Brown, on here with you to talk about indie rock because he has definitely mentioned the districts a couple times, and I think you guys would just hit it off. Uh, even even over the phone or f- over Zoom, and we could all do a big sort of musical roundup at some point. So I, I appreciate those recommendations. Yeah, anytime, man. This was uh, this was really interesting. I hope I wasn't too uh, aggressive with my aggressive, <laughs> aggressive <laughs> with my big opinions. No, <laughs> this is the, the if if if, <laughs> if if you are going to be a podcast host or a podcast guest, the most important thing to have other than knowledge is opinions. In fact, it might be even more important than knowledge. Ask Skip Bayless yeah, whether it's more the, important to have knowledge the, or opinions. Oh, uh, Skip Bayless, he's definitely he's like 85% opinion. Right. Um and like Ten percent racist and five percent knowledge. Right. <laughs> oh man. Well, luckily, I think you found, you struck a very good balance between uh, knowledge and opinion. Great. <laughs> Hopefully, zero percent racist. But that's another thing that like people need to think a lot about right now is like how much race is being tied into the privilege of being able to stay home. Um, there was a really great advertisement bringing it full circle from Uber, um, where it's like, "Thank you for not riding Uber." And it's like, stay home for those people who can't. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, it's staying... Because not stay- everybody really can stay home. Yeah, social distancing is, is, is definitely a privilege. Absolutely, man. And the fact that, you know, I... Ha- and it's not lost on me that I have an income still and that I'm able to, you know, spend some money on takeout at places I like or on coffee or on supporting you know whatever initiatives i want to support that is such a privilege um but in a time like this that privilege really needs to be reframed as a responsibility amen i i retweet um this 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 was a total success will you come back on fighting fire with fire in the future phil yeah i don't know what what you'll want me to talk about but um i'm always i'm always down to talk to you whether it's whether it's broadcasted or not. Um, <laughs> I'm, AJ, I'm such a fan. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. As always, you can listen to all, for all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fightingfirewithfire. Um, follow us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Play if anybody still uses that. And you can email us, ajroadshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the AJ Rose Show. For Phil Levine, I'm AJ Rose. Fuck Mitch McConnell. And we will see you guys next time. Phil, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And fuck Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Cheers.